Good morning, good morning, Rabbi Utai. Welcome to Breakfast in the Class. Breakfast in the Class today is dedicated um, as a refuah shema for Chana and Eliyahu Shimon ben Mazal Fortune, and as well, uh, dedicated loving memory of Mal Surur Alav Hashalom Leilunishmat Moshe ben Bolisa, sponsored by Teddy Surur and family. Also dedicated loving memory of Leilunishmat Fortune's father, Avraham ben Simha, sponsored by Fortune and A.B. Batesh. The week of breakfast in the class is dedicated in loving memory of Sinai Tur Chosh Bachsh, Sinai Tur Bat Shokrola, for her askara, sponsored by her son Maurice Chosh. And the week of Cobra was sponsored by David E. Ash in honor of you and your substantial capacity to do good today and every day. My friends, let's begin. I want to share with you a fascinating, uh, a fascinating midrash. The midrash tells us that there was, uh, there was a certain Talmid Chacham whose name was Rabbi Shimon ben Chalafta. Anyway, this Talmid Chacham, he's, uh, he, he, he experiences, he meets the Malach HaMavet. You know, like they say, as one does, right? He meets the Malach HaMavet. And in the conversation, the Malach HaMavet points out something unbelievable. And I want to read to you the, the words of the Midrash. So share, to, share with me by my friend Rabbi Ari Ben Shushan. The words of the Midrash is as follows. <clears throat> Rabbi Shimon Men Chalafta Sorry. Uh, there was a story that happened at the time of Rabbi Shimon Ben Chalafta. He went to a Brit Milah and he, uh, he was eating there. Aviv Shaltinok, the father of the, of the child, he gave them wine that was seven years old. He said to them, From this wine, I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to keep uh, and I'm going to let it age for the, for the happy occasions of my son. I guess it means of the future. Okay? Gemara says, sorry, the, the Midrash says, Shaya Batu Hayu Soadim al Hatsi Alayla. They were partying until midnight. He went back to his city at midnight. He found the angel of death on the way. And he saw that he was not himself. He said to him, Who are you? He says, I'm the, uh, I'm the agent of God. Why are you so different? From the language, from the conversations of people. That's why I'm, I'm, uh, I seem this way, I'm very upset. What is the speech that they say that made him upset? So and so are we going to do. But the guy has no idea when he's going to pass away. That person, that you just had this meal at, and he said, that I'm going to age this wine for the happy occasions of my son, 
he already reached, unfortunately, his period of time. The child is going to pass away after 30 days. He ain't making it to his bar mitzvah or to his upsharing, uh, like they say. So tell me, when is my time? I don't know, by the way. I remember reading this midrash and I was thinking to myself, if you had access, would you want that info? Would you want to know? I don't know, I'm not sure. Amarlo, the Malach HaMavit said, Lo alecha velo al ani sholet. Not on you and not on those like you do I have power. There are times when God desires your good deeds and He adds life to your days. So the Malach HaMavit says, you know, how am I going to give you the time when you're going to go when sometimes you have a time and God changes the time because He wants to, uh, he wants to your, your actions. Fear of heaven Adds days. Okay? Now, I just want to quote to you the, the, the pirush over here. If you look on the side, you see the beautiful pirush. Listen to this. Umosif bachem chayim. And he adds to you life. Uvchen. En zeman. Ve'en gizera. Sholetet alechem. No time and no decree has power over you. I just want to focus for one second on those words. Enzman, ve'en gizera, sholetet alechem. You know, on Rosh Hashanah, uh, one of the words that to me is most powerful and really always, you know, cuts me deeply is the words that we say when we open the Sefer Torah. We ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu, please Hashem, do not take us before our time. Please don't take us before our time. And every time when I see those words in the Yihiratzon, Arosh Shana, we take out the Sefer, I think of this line, that when a person is doing deeds, when a person is uh, doing misvot, doing ma'asim tovim, doing special mitzvot that God loves, what happens? Like the Midrash tells us, with people like you, I have no control. He wants your good deeds. There's no time, and there's no gezerah uh, that is upon you. I was thinking to myself, look at how special this is. The Pasuk tells us famously, La call for everything, Zeman Vayet. Everything has a time. Everything has a season. So, how could it be that we're saying over here, ends man? How could it be that the man is asking, Rabbi Shmome Khalafta, is asking the Yetzirah, the Satan, the Malach Amavit, when is my time? And what's the answer? You don't have a time. You don't have a time. 
How could that be? My friends, I want to share something that I feel is very, very powerful. And it's a hard thing to really wrap your head around. But if you do, then I think perhaps it changes, it changes the game. Let, let's focus for one second on a strange moment. A moment of Beracha. Our rabbis tell us that Yitzchak Avinu, the fact that he loved Esav, right? Yaakov, Rivka loved Yaakov, says the Pasuk. And Yitzchak loved Esav. All the commentators ask, what, you think Yitzchak did not love Yaakov? He's attracted to bad boys? <laughs> what does that mean? The answer is, of course Yitzchak loved Yaakov. He just also loved Esav. So Yitzchak ohev Esav, he loves Esav also. Rivka only loved Yaakov, so to speak. She could not bear to see that her child Esav turned out to be like her brother Lavan, like her father, and in some ways even worse. She knew exactly who he was. So my friends, when it says Yitzchak loves Esav, it means that Yitzchak even loved Esav. And I know, and you know, that Esav sketched his father. He used to ask him, how do you take Maser from the salt? He asked him this, he asked him that. I don't know. I find it very tough to believe that a Navi like Yitzchak Avinu, a black and white guy, Midata Givura, how in the world, how in the world does Yitzchak love Esav? Who's the one that, that signifies the midah of chesed, of kindness? Rivka, in the relationship. Rivka symbolizes chesed and kindness. Yitzchak symbolizes deen, justice, judgment. How could it be that Yitzchak loves Esav? So I want to point out something that I think is very powerful. If we look at that moment, the moment of the Be'acha, what is Esav being asked to do by his father? Yitzchak says to his father, Yitzchak says to his son, go get me, go prepare for me. Matamim. Go get for me the matamim that I love. The food that I love. Our rabbis tell us, what does that mean, the food that he loves? Reserve cut? What does that mean? Barnea? What's the food that he loves? So Yitzchak, a sucker for a good Bernays sauce? What is the food that I love when you're talking about Yitzchak Avinu? Rabbis tell us that he brought, asked him to bring two. What did she bring? She brought two goats. He was asking for the korbanot. The korbanot of the holiday. The korban Pesach. He was asking for the korban Chagiga. Those were the two matamim, asherahem, that he loves. He loves it because it's a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah of bringing a korban. Right? Why is Yitzchak giving him a beracha on this day? Chachamim tell us that on the day a person's born, right, they have the power to be able to give berachot. Like we learn from the Pasuk, Ani ayom from the, on this day you were born, right, and we find the beracha comes on that day. So a person on the day that he's born, that's his mazal, that's the day he can give berachot. So Yitzchak on the day of Pesach, it was not just a holiday, it was also the day he was born. Remember? Um, when Avraham Avinu was serving the guests, 
He serves them these cakes. What's the cakes? Lushi u'gumariv, that lushi u'got. What were those cakes? Those cakes were matzot. And what did the angels say on that day? I'm going to return ka'et chaya on this day next year. Will Sarah ben? So Sarah gives birth on that day, day of Pesach. The birthday of Yitzchak is Pesach. Yitzchak says to Esav, "Go get me a korban Pesach. Go bring me the cor- the the fruit the uh, the the matamim asher I have, the the dish that I love, the meat that I love. Why? Leman tivarechecha nafshi, in order that my soul should bless you." If Yitzchak wanted to give Esav the Bechor, the Berachot, because he was the Bechor, then why does he need to ask him to go bring him the Korbanot? Go bring me the food that I love, in order that I should bless, my soul should bless you. What is he doing? The answer, my friends, is that Yitzchak knows exactly who Esav is. Yitzchak knows that to give Esav a Beracha is not going to work. Because a rasha cannot receive beracha. A rasha, says the Gemara Sanhedrin, is not alive. He's a dead man walking. Rishaim afilu bechayehem kiruyim metim. They're already dead. You know why? What is the body when a person's dead? When it's in the ground in the kever? It's a body without a soul. What is a rasha? A body without a soul. He's beat his soul into submission so much that it doesn't exist. It doesn't animate his decisions. It doesn't help him decide. So therefore, Rishaim, Afilu Bechayehem Kiruyim Etim, they're already dead. If you're only a body, you're exactly the same as you are in the grave. What does Yitzchak say? Go do a misvah. Go do kibbur avaim. Go do, go bring me a korban, the korban Pesach. Go bring me the korban Chagiga. Go be mezakewi with the, me with this mitzvah. And when a person, when you've done such a beautiful mitzvah, then nafshi, I'll be truly connected with you. My soul will be connected with you. The soul of Yitzchak, Elohei Yitzchak is the soul of givura, of strength of doing the mitzvah, of doing the right thing, no matter what. So Yitzchak could only bless him from within an act of a mitzvah. My friends, why Yitzchak chose this mitzvah on this day is a topic for another time. It's a topic for another time. There's a, I'll, I'll give you a hint to what, what that conversation is about. Um, but we don't have time to go into it fully. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu told the Jewish people, God made it possible for us to serve only God and not to serve any other powers. Why? Because just as when God said, let there be light, the words of God were not only a statement, a commandment, but an act of creation, so too, when God speaks a mitzvah into existence, He tells a Jew, don't be jealous, even if in the world that might be impossible, the fact that God commanded it to a Jew is an act of creation within 
the Jewish persona, or anyone that's coming to try and fulfill the mitzvot of the Torah. It's true for a ger as well. That God created a possibility. He created a possibility of a person giving tzedakah and not feeling bad that he's sharing his money with somebody else. He created the possibility that a person could work the six years, seventh year, let his field lie shemitah and not be worried about it. That's not a possible thing for human beings. Except that when God said, you will let your field lie fallow, and you will exhibit this faith in me, and you will receive the berachah of the sixth year, the seventh year, and the eighth year, the mitzvah became a possibility. The mitzvah became a reality. What does it say in the mitzvah of Pesach? Kol are lo yochalbo. That the mitzvah of Pesach is not shayach to an arel. What was Yitzchak doing when he told him to go get me a korban Pesach? He was lifting Esav out of Esav's own existence, out of his own definition. He was saying to him, become the person that you could be, and then I can bless you with all my soul, with all my heart, with all the berachot of v'yiten l'cha elokim, mital ha-shamayim, etc., etc., etc. My friends, when we come to God, we also ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu to lengthen our lives. However, for many of us, I don't know that we qualify for that. The Sifrei Musar ask a question. We ask God to write us in the book of life. That makes sense. But all the Sifrei Musar ask, we also ask Hashem, Kotvenu b'sefer tzadikim hasidim. Kotvenu b'sefer yesharim utmimim. Write us in the book of the tzadikim. If God wants to give you life, God can give you life. Who's going to stop him? No one can tell God what to do. If God wants to give a person who doesn't deserve life, life, he can give a person who doesn't deserve life, life, no problem. Could God make a person who's not a tzaddik, a tzaddik? Could he turn you? I'm not saying over time. I'm saying instantaneously. No. Not because God is not all-powerful, but because the definition of a tzaddik is a person who used their free will to be able to do more mitzvot than averot. If I don't have more mitzvot than averot, how could God write me based on my request in the book of tzaddikim? How could he do that? Kotvenu b'sefer yesharim utimim. How could he do that? If you're not a yashar, or you're not a tamim, or you're not a tzaddik, or you're not a chassid, how could you be written in their books just because you asked Hashem to write you in those books? How could that be? So the Sifrei Musar say something unbelievable. They say that it depends on how HaKadosh Baruch Hu chooses to look at a person. If HaKadosh Baruch Hu looks at your actions, HaKadosh Baruch Hu might find a person that's 70 avon, 30 mitzvot. He might find a 60-40. He might find a 90-10. No, to, be, to think that most of the people in the world are tzaddikim, I'm not sure, right? I wouldn't imagine so. My friends, but if that's the case, how could it be that God could change that? And the answer is, says uh, Rabbi Friedland in Sifte Hayim, he writes that God could choose to decide how to look at your averot and choose to decide how to look at your mitzvot. I'll give you an example. Let's say a person does something that we could all agree is avon. He stole something. 
Is there anyone that says that's mutar? Nobody. Okay? Obviously, except for the Democratic Party. <clears throat> right, you can't steal things. Not to do that. You have to pay. You did the crime, you got to do the time. Come on. Except that God could decide it's true that he stole. But what was the motivation? What happened? How did he get here? What, what, what made him, what put him in this position? What were the pressures? What were the problems? How much of this was an act of rebellion? How much of this was an act of desperation? How much of this was an act of rebellion? How much of this was an act of conditioning? When, a God, when God looks at his Averot like that, then the same Avon, it's not just one, one, achat, achat ve'achat. It's, this is 10% of, a, of an act, of a criminal act, if you will. Now the guy, with all that's going on around him, had that lives in the middle of Times Square, all day long he's seeing, you know, half-naked people on billboards. All day long he's exposed to all sorts of different other ideologies. And you know what? It's not that the guy came once in the whole week to shul. It's that the guy came once to shul? During a weekday? From Times Square? Wow! That's what it means, that God could choose to look at a person and write them in Sefer Tzadikim v'chasidim. In the Sefer of Yesharim Utmimim. He could choose to make the question of most, is the most of the person, rov mitzvot, not a question of actual deeds or actions, but how much is there in every avon, and how much can be attributed to something else. How many mitzvot did the person did? Maybe small, but how much mitzvah was there in his mitzvah? So Yitzchak goes and says to Esav, I know who you are. I want to give you a beracha anyway. But you need to do something. You need to qualify. You need to do a mitzvah that's a mitzvah that's perfect, beautiful. And with this I'm going to answer a very, very simple question. Our rabbis tell us that Yaakov, when he came to his father, he was wearing the special clothing of Esav. It smelled like Gan Eden. Where'd these clothing come from? The clothing had the picture of animals all over it. It was clothing that was given to Adam Arishon in Gan Eden. It was passed down from Adam Arishon to generations. Who got these clothing all the way then? Nimrod. And that's why when he smelled Yaakov, he smelled Reach Begadav, he smelled the smell of Gan Eden. My friends, what was unique about these clothes other than the fact that they had a good smell? You guys remember there used to be a phenomenon called Abercrombie and Fitch. You, know, you could always tell if one of the guys in the dorm had bought an Abercrombie t-shirt. Because he comes back when he's shopping, all of a sudden you smell B.O. and the strongest perfume known to man. <laughs> right? That's what this means. Smell of Gan Eden in the clothes. It was from Gan Eden. That's why it had those this, that smell. But that wasn't the only thing that was special about the clothes. What was special about the clothes, the fact that it had all the animals sewn on it. When Adam Arishon and Gan Eden needed to name the animals, he wore these clothes and all the animals came to him. 
I always thought it was handed down who got the clothing after Noah. That's how all the animals came to the Teva. He had the same same, same clothes. Who got the clothing after that? Nimrod. Because Nimrod was famous for being what? A hunter par excellence. Hadda wasn't the best hunter. What did he do? Put the clothes on, the animal comes to him, he murders the animal. Esav kills Nimrod and takes the clothes. And then, on this fateful day, what does he do with the clothes? He leaves them, scared to leave them at home, they're too valuable. He knows his wives are, right? They're not the best. Who does he leave his clothes with? His mother. This is the attachment of a Jewish boy to his mother, by the way. Even when the pasuk in the Torah says his mother don't love him, he still trusts his mother more than his wife. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? These clothing help you hunt. I get you don't want to leave them with your wife. You want to leave them with your mother because you're scared someone's going to steal them. Why? Wear them. Go into the public into the farm. You need to go hunt for your father. You need to go get him these gedim. Wear the clothes, come back. In fact, in fact, right? It would have been the smartest thing in the world on that day of all days to wear the clothing. What's the answer? Esav's not an idiot. Esav knows that if he wants to have beracha, he needs to do a mitzvah fully, completely. If his father said, go hunt for me, go get me those animals, and he wore the, uh, the what do they call it, the hack code, what is it, the cheat code. Remember that? We used to have in Mike Tyson's punch out, up, up, down, down, right, left, A, B, remember that? You could skip right to Mike Tyson. If he uses the cheat code, he wears the clothing, he hasn't done the mitzvah fully. He wants the beracha. His father said, this is the way I'm going to be able to give you a beracha. When you do this mitzvah with everything you have, Esav knows that if there's ever a day he's going to hunt without the, co- without the clothes, when is it? Today. You got it? Esav knows that he has no other merit, no other purity except for this mitzvah. So he's going to do the heck out of this mitzvah. And if he does the heck out of this mitzvah, then that will be enough for his father to bless him with all sorts of blessings. My friends, that is Rabbi Shimon ben Chalafta. Amar lo, he said to him, lo alecha velo akiyotze becha anisholet. Not on you and not on your type can I have any sort of power. A sadiq has no zman, no time. There's no ruling of the, of the, of the Malachah Mavid over him. Why? Because when God has a mitzvah that he's chafetz b'ma'asim tovim, mosif pachem chayim. So my friends, the challenge I'm issuing to you today on Aseret Me Teshuvah with Yom Kippur a few days away, I think for most of us, we're wondering, we're hoping not, but maybe our time has come. Maybe we haven't done enough. What's the antidote? To go do the heck out of a mitzvah. And that's what we saw this morning in the halakha upstairs. Even if you don't normally eat 
Gla kosher. Even if you don't normally eat, Chalav Yisrael. Do the heck out of the mitzvah. Do it in the most strict way possible. Find an action that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Shakadosh Baruch Hu chafetz b'ma'asim atovim, u'mosif b'chem chayim. God will look at that perfect action and say, Wow, tzaddik. Yashar. Tamim. My friends, happy hunting. Inshallah, Vezrat Hashem, Mishbizokhe, to receive all from Berachot Aktuvot Basefer Azeh. Baruch Adonai